podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The tenth time they've made it! They've won a playoff campaign! And they've done it at Wembley! And for the first time in 74 years, Brentford will play in the top flight of English football! Hello and welcome back. To another episode of the Elamo podcast, where on tonight's show we're going to be previewing the fourth game against Wolves in less than two months of football. If you haven't already listened or watched to our Man City preview, uh, full time show, sorry, go do so now. That episode is live across all platforms. But tonight, joining me for the preview is Harry from the Wolves 77 podcast. Nice to see you again, mate. I hope all is well with you. Yeah, cheers, Mike. Nice to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> Just before we get going, guys, remember, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, please do share it around with your mates. Subscribe to the YouTube and Spotify channels and also give us a follow on our socials as at the Eden Road on Twitter and at Eden Road Pod on Instagram. Harry, I think there's only one place to start, really. Last time we spoke, you were preparing for your home game against Chelsea before playing us. I remember you saying you weren't too confident about that fixture, but you won that game and you're fresh off doing the double over Chelsea in your last game out with a pretty comprehensive victory at Stamford Bridge. Are you enjoying it? How's it going? Oh, it's unbelievable. It really is, mate. Um, yeah, I remember I remember Dick talking to you about that and I wasn't confident. And we won. It was quite a tight game, that one, from memory. Um, but the one just gone, the 4-2. Unbelievable. Like we, we, we deserved to win. We played him off the park. We did the classic. I think we discussed it last time about O'Neill's tactics. We did the classic counter-attacking style. He like, was just... Unbelievable, considering they've spent that much money and uh, we've got a small squad, obviously FFP, hands tied, and uh, we could do that to them. He's probably the best away performance I can remember in a long time. Really good. Mm. We're on a high at the moment. It makes it even more impressive, the fact that they stuffed Villa 3-1 at their place last night as well. Yeah, I see that in the FA Cup, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, well. um, I want to go back to the games we've played over the last couple of months. I think the mm-hmm. result at our place was horrendous. Nathan Collins forgotten that he'd actually signed for us, gifted you a couple of goals, but you were the better team on the day. Second game, our place was poor again to, for you to go down to 10 so early and then us to just mm. not have the bottle to kill the game off. I don't even think we had that many clear-cut chances, but it was just terrible from us and obviously a, a great strike from Tommy Doyle. But I do want, the game I want to talk about, and I think it was is the most interesting out of the three, was the replay at your place because mm. it was a fairly even game, I thought, and I think you've probably slightly edged it on the night. But what was your what was your takeaway from that game, first of all? From the well, yeah, it, it became an absolutely massive game for us because yeah. we knew we had West Brom waiting um, in the next round. And I honestly thought going into it, my honest thoughts were we were going to cruise it just, be, just because it, it was a big game for us. And I just thought it was, it was a bit of a headache for you lot, really, because you're still, you know, you're, you're still down there a little bit, aren't you? You're still looking over your shoulder a little bit. I think you'll be fine, but... But on the day, it was quite a surprise, to be honest. We struggled a bit. You you, you were up for it, 100%. Like, obviously, Collins getting the first goal. And, um, yeah, so a bit of a struggle. And for it to go to extra time like it did wasn't ideal. But, thankfully, we got it done. But I remember an extra time as well at 2 to you at the post. Like, it was one of them. Um, first, just back on the first leg as well, I think we went down to 10 men, didn't we, quite early. So, we didn't really care about that one at the time, just because we didn't know we had Albion coming up. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we had. You think about it, that one-one. I know we went down to ten, and obviously the replay. Two quite tight games there. I know we beat you quite, quite convincingly in the league because I was on just before that, wasn't I? And mm-hmm. it's mad you bring that game up actually. So from that game up until now, 
we had, I think, in the, a stat that came out was unbelievable. In the previous like 200 plus games before that 4 1 victory at your place, Wolves had only scored two or more goals in six games, like in the last, like, God knows how many years. And we've done it like four times in the last, what, like eight? <laughs> so it's just like all of a sudden we're like on fire of scoring for some reason. It started off against you lot, uh, in that 4 1 win. So, yeah, two tight games in the FA Cup. And I think the big difference was I'm pretty sure you'll bring up is you didn't have Ivan Tony, did you? But yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, happens, uh, uh, we'll, we'll get on to Tony. Just just before that, just going back to the Chelsea game, what was it about that away performance that stood out? Because I know you've been on a good run. Obviously, the, the result against Man United was slightly unlucky. Um, just a bit of a freak game, that. But to even mm. drag yourself back into the game from free run down was impressive in itself. But to go to Chelsea, and I know that Chelsea has kind of lost that allure when you win at Chelsea nowadays because mm. they're just a bit of a shambles. But it is still, it's still a four. I mean, they've got consolation at the end. It's a four-one win against a team, like you said, that has spent a, or, or more than a billion in the transfer window. And Chelsea is a massive club as well. What was most impressive about that four-two win? The most impressive thing for me personally was we were two-one up at half time, deservedly as well. Very good game end to end. And in years gone by, under like Lopetegui, even back to Nuno, Bruno Large, we'd have sat on that. We're just away at Chelsea, two one up. You sit on it, you sit in and try and protect the lead. We come out the blocks. We just went for it. We got the third early, and then obviously we got the fourth, and we were cruising. So that was the most impressive part. And the way we play as a team, you can tell everyone knows their jobs and play together really well. I mean, Chelsea just looked like a team of individuals, to be honest. They've got the talent, but no cohesion or anything there. But and yeah, we just the, the way we broke up play as well. Every time Chelsea attacked, we'd nick the ball off them, and we just hit them on the break. And Neto. And Cunha, the pace was just frightening. So, yeah, the most impressive part is the fact that we were 2 1 up and we went for the kill away at Chelsea, which is very surprising. Mm. You, you mentioned Cunha. I remember we we spoke about Cunha because it was at the time where he'd started to score a couple of goals. But yeah. I, I remember saying that he, offensively, in terms of his dribbling capacity, one of the most underrated in the league. It looks like he started to add those goals, the hat trick against Chelsea. Just talk to me about his kind of evolution over the last few weeks. Yeah, he he's got every well, we thought he had everything but goals, to be honest. Last season he looked good in glimpses, couldn't really score. Um, but all of a sudden it's clicking. And he's he's always involved. He, he's been playing more on like the left of the front three, which suits him a lot more to like cut in. And he's just full of confidence, mate. As soon as he got a few, that was it then. You just can't stop him. And yeah, big, big, big deflection for the first one against Chelsea. Obviously, one was a penalty, but he's um the second goal he scored. Was brilliant from Neto as well, like a uh, mm-hmm. good assist and a great finish. So yeah, that's the big difference. And he's shooting more. It's all confidence in it. He's, he's still, I wouldn't say, I'm still wouldn't say he's an out and out goal scorer. That's not really his game. He's got so much more to it. But it's just a bonus that he is adding goals because obviously Huang has been our goal scorer really, but he's been away the last month or so with the uh, Asia tournament going on. But yeah, he's stepped up and he's he's fantastic. I'm a bit worried now. That, <laughs> I'm a bit worried now that big teams will come sniffing, as they always do. So. <laughs> that was, was going to be my next question. Like, kind of a two, two-fold question. Obviously, you've got Cunha banging in the goals. Looks like one of the four mm-hmm. players in the league. You've got Neto back from injury now, who I think before he got injured was one of the better players in the league. Mm-hmm. And you've got Huang coming back from the Asian Cup. What is Wolves' is ceiling now? Because I remember when we spoke the, the first yeah. time, you were not totally convinced by Gary O'Neill, but now you've had this kind of run of results. And it start, it's, I've, I've heard people speaking about Wolves and people are starting to wake up to the fact that Gary O'Neill is actually quite a good manager. But mm. you, were, at the time, I remember you were being frustrated with his in-game decisions. 
what's what's the ceiling now? And as a follow up, now that you've got players like Cunha and Neto firing again, is it one where if you don't finish high enough in the table, those are the ones that are going to get cherry picked from the top six? Yeah, first of all, I think Neto's going no matter yeah. what. I think yeah. Neto will leave. He, he, George Mendes, his agent, has pretty much said so as well. If he never got injured, he'd have been gone probably a couple of years ago. He's he's that good. Um, but in terms of Gary O'Neill, yeah, like going back to Luton and Ipswich beginning of the season, the first rounds of the League Cup, he was nearly out the door, to be honest. The fan base didn't, weren't having him. And a lot of Wolves fans, if you ask a lot of them, would have submit they were wrong about him. Like I, I'm, I was wrong, I must admit, but He's been brilliant. Everything about him has been excellent. And you think Neto last year under Lopetegui, I think he played 18 times, he didn't get a goal or an assist. And now all of a sudden, like under O'Neill's system, he's got like no so many assists and a couple of goals. Cunha again, hardly did anything. Huang, so he's improved these players. And eight nor is another one. He got the second, well, they give it as an own goal. But um, he, he was out of favour under Lopetegui. And Gary O'Neill's just given this new lease of life. And... Yeah, I'm 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 starting to get worried if we carry on that O'Neill will be touted for like the England job or something. Like, it's just, we're all like everyone's on such a high, and the ceiling in terms of Wolves this season, like, we've just got to try and go for it. If we beat if we beat you like Saturday, if results go away, we can go eighth. We can go eighth in the league, which is I think top seven to get you some kind of European football. Mm-hmm. If we get that, he's got to be in contention for manager of the season. I think because every mainstream pundit. And a lot of Wolves fans too were very worried about staying up this year. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we sold all those players, although a lot of the players we did sell, apart from like Neves, probably Argo Traore, were players that were probably on the fringes. They weren't starters. Um, he still had a tough job to do. Such a small squad as well. And to answer the question, you know, the ceiling, I guess is the ceiling is just about getting into Europe. I guess seventh, eighth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It'd be mad if we do it. But I mean, in, in ter- it makes it more impressive the fact that he took over at such short notice. And yes. like you said, everyone was kind of writing him off. And now you're at a point in the season where you've put a, few, you've put a run of results together and you're looking up the table. And genuinely, when I watch Wolves play this season, I think, fucking hell, they're actually like, when yeah. they go forward, they, yeah. are fucking, they are actually really good. And you've got some attacking, the attacking players that you've got and a strong spine of the team as well. It's mm. culminated in, in, in these results where you just can blow teams away. You did it against us. You did it against Chelsea. You scored three mm. against United, which is, you know, it's no easy feat as well. You must just, it must just be like, it's funny how in football you get these kind of run results and it's like, oh, yeah. we're, actually, we're actually quite good. We could probably do something this season, especially with teams like Chelsea and maybe United not being to their best. Just um, on the game coming up on the weekend, I want to know how you feel about the prospect of, of Brentford with Ivan Tony because... The last time, mm. the last three times we've played you, it's been Neil Mope up against Max Kilman and Craig Dawson, and it's just a bit of a mismatch, like completely in terms of physicality. Whereas since um, we have played our run of games since Tony's come back, we've played Forest, Spurs, and City. Forest, we were good. Spurs was a good performance, and City was like it, it was as good as we could have got against the City team that looked like they're about to run away with the league. But having Mope and Tony playing together now, Tony occupies centre half so much that Mope has had a bit more space to kind of operate in those pockets but wh- how do you feel about the prospect of Ivan Tony coming to Molyneux on Saturday? I've got to admit I am worried um, I, f- I don't like the fact that we're favourites it never suits us ever like when we're underdogs which is when we do our best um, yeah he's and, and also mate we are leaking goals a little bit 
Although we're attacking mm. really well and scoring all these goals, obviously four against United conceded, a couple against Chelsea. Um, so we're not perfect at the back by any means. And yeah, Tony, it, I get nightmares from that first season you were up. And I think he beat us 2-0, 2-1. And he absolutely, he just tore us apart. Like He's obviously very good. So yeah, I'm, I'm very worried about it. And obviously Mope scored a few, hasn't he? He scored in the mm-hmm. FA Cup, both, both uh, legs in that. So... Yeah, we've got to be on it at the back. It'd be interesting. And I think it's a bit of an honest skin. Uh, one of the lads we do the podcast with thinks we're going to lose. Like, he's convinced we're going to lose Saturday <laughs> because of how well we're doing. And, like, the fans are going to be expecting. If you go 1 0 up early, Molyneux, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what they like, actually. Because if we're favourites, sometimes Molyneux is the worst place to play because they're just mm-hmm. so expectant. But if we're underdogs, it's one of the best places to play. But. I'm, yeah, I'm worried, but maybe that's a good thing. If we want to be up, want to be, you know, want to be up for it, and uh, hopefully Dawson can just wipe Tony out in the first five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised to be honest. That, uh, but I w- what I would say is that if we do go, we were literally just chatting about. It. We did our like um, preview of. We kind of did a brief preview of, of the game on on Saturday yesterday, and we were saying how many points we've dropped from being in leading positions. Genuinely, if we went one mm. 0 up on Saturday. I would be no more confident than if oh, we were, really? you know, we've dropped 26 points from winning positions this oh season, which God. is more than the first two seasons combined. Um, yeah. So if we do go one it up, I really wouldn't be surprised if, if Wolves get back into the game and end up winning it. There, there's a little bit of extra spice to this fixture. I know that at the end of the, was it the 4-1 or maybe the FA Cup game when when there was a bit of handbags with mm. um, Nelson Semedo and Keen Lewis Potter? Yeah, and I, feel, it, I, saw, yeah. I saw Semedo post on Instagram a picture of, of him Mm. With Lewis Potter or him scoring, he scored. No, he scored. He scored in the FA Cup, and he posted a picture of Lewis Potter like looking at him score from behind. Yeah. So it. Do you know? I I said on our podcast yesterday, I was like, because we've got this terrible run of games. We've got so we had Spurs, City, then we got you lot, then we got Liverpool at home, then we play City again, then West Ham away. So like February in terms of the the points we needed to pick up, this game and the West Ham game are the two where we need to be getting some points. Otherwise, we're going to come out of yeah. February, probably in the relegation zone, considering Luton seem like they're Brazil at the moment. Um, so it's, what, what kind of game are you expecting? I, I'm I'm more confident going into this one than I have been the first three times we've played you over the last two months. Uh, and especially now we've got Ivan Tony back, I think it's going to be a different, a, a very different game to the, what, the, than the three we've already played against you. So what are you expecting from, from Saturday? I think we'll be a bit cagey, Wolves. I do. And it's a good point you make about them um, because in the 1 1 as well with the sending off, to be fair, it's more aimed at the uh, officials. But that Damsgaard, when he treaded, mm, when he stood yeah. up Doyle, and they didn't yeah, give anything. Exactly and actually, you Lewis Potter at the end grabbing Samedo. And then in the return leg at Molyneux, you weren't on telly. I don't know if I was there because a lot of people were saying they couldn't watch it. But Mope as well at the end um, was kicking <laughs> off a bit with Samedo. With the, with the, or did Neto say he, he did go down very easily? for the winning penalty. So it kicked off a bit there. So, yeah, there's, it is a bit spicy. And I don't think Mopay's, uh, <laughs> you know, love it. There ain't much love lost between him and the Wolves fans. He's that sort of player any Mopay. I think he's... What do you, he, what do you think of him? Like him? Yeah, you know, you... I've seen him the other night as well with that dart celebration. <laughs> and that he's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think he, maybe he's one of them if he plays for you, love him, but if he's against yeah. you. Um, but a few times when we've played you, like, like you're quite good at the dark arts, aren't you, Brentford? You, you kind of... Uh, Good at getting under the team's skin. Because I remember that one we referenced earlier when Tony ran us ragged. I remember that day. There was a lot of that I'm going wasted. on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, just the way uh, it's, it's got to be done, isn't it, if it gets you the, the win. But yeah, like I say, um, I'm not, I should be confident, really. If you look at it on paper, mm-hmm. I should be very confident we can beat you Saturday. But 
It's just, it's just set up for failure. That's all Wolves fans are a bit pessimistic about. It's a bit like well, I don't know. Well, we'll um, we'll see. I'm I'm intrigued. Honestly, mm. it's uh, it's definitely a crunch game for us in terms of the fixtures that I just mentioned. And mm. like I said, I think it is a different proposition with Ivan Tony. I'm not confident, but like I, th- I feel like a point would be really valuable in our season, and it wouldn't be the worst result in the world for you guys either. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think that might be a good place to wrap it up. Obviously, a bit shorter because we spoke so recently, and it's like we've played Wolves so yeah. many times. I don't even <laughs> think we needed to do this preview because every Brentford fan will know the way Wolves play, and every Wolves fan will yeah. know how Brentford play as well. But the Eden Road podcast will be back next week to go over the Wolves result and also look ahead to Liverpool at home the following weekend. Just before we go, remember if you haven't listened to the podcast before, please do share it around with your mates, subscribe to the YouTube and Spotify channels, and also give us a follow on our socials as at Eden Road on Twitter and at Eden Road Pod on Instagram. Harry, mate, it's been a pleasure. Good luck on Saturday. Yeah, cheers, mate. Podcast Network.